Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liz Soko podcast. Today, we have Ashley Rucker, who is the founder of Therapart, which is a 5013C nonprofit organization that teaches people and brings them into community spaces that center around movement and art as a form of therapy. So Ashley's energy, she just radiates. And like listening to her story and reading about her story on her website, it really showed me that we can truly transmute very dark emotion into really just a positive sense of self, a positive Mm. sense of a backbone of the ability to move through difficult things. And I would love for you, Ashley, to give us a little brief history about what got you um, started with, first of all, movement, and then also moving into Therapart. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I feel so blessed and so honored. And these moments always just remind me why I'm here and why I do what I do. And it's just a very beautiful moment of gratitude. So thank you for that. Um, Well, I've had training when I was young. I was like in ballet and in classes, but I think movement for me really started when I faced myself and I faced my fears. And my brother has been a drug addict since I've been about 14 years old. And as the caretaker I am, I've always like wanted to help and help and help and help and help. And I was like, what can I do to save his life? And it was really funny because I was reading the Keith Haring diaries. I don't know if you've ever read them, but if you haven't read them, you need to read them. And he talks about this moment of how we never feel the same, right? So we always feel different emotions. And I had this idea to do this like beautiful art gallery installation and take photos of all these people and writing down different emotions to show that we all do feel different every day. And we're not always like high and we're always low. And, you know, we go through these ebbs and flows of life and something just clicked in me. And I had this idea to start their part. And I got these downloads and I just followed instructions as whatever outlandish rule is that sound. I literally just like started to listen, listen to myself, listen to my soul, listen to whoever was guiding me. And during the process of creating Therapart, I realized how much pain and trauma I had for me and my brother's broken relationship and not having that like brother figure and not having that support system, you know, like we never had that brother-sister relationship that any younger sister always dreams of, you know, and I just started moving in my apartment. Like I just started dancing and something happened and I was like, after I stopped, I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Literally, because I, I didn't, it, it wasn't me. Like someone took over my body. And so I actually wanted to document it because I wouldn't remember what happened. And so I started to record and record and record. And I was like, not only do I feel amazing after I move, and I'm not moving in like a choreographed way. I'm just like screaming, crying, letting my body move, just doing whatever I'm called to. And I started to realize like it was a conversation with not only source, but like other souls that are around me and are protecting me. And I started just to like drop in and I would feel so free after I started to move. And that's how it all kind of started. Wow. And then I met these girl, these two girls who are now my best friends. I met them like on the 4th of July and I told, I was reading The Alchemist at the time. It was like my first like spiritual book that I, I was that reading. And I, and I was telling them, I was like, I had this idea to do this thing and I could never articulate it what, what, what it was. And I was also really embarrassed to show people what was happening because it wasn't normal. And I felt like I was going to be judged and like, she looks like she's having an exorcism is what, is what would happen. Like when I look back on those first videos, because there's so much emotion and so much trauma that was just built in my body. And I was just letting it out. And whatever form it came out in, it came out. And so I told them my idea and then they were like, let's make a film. And we made a film together over the past three years, which four years later, it's now about to come out. And I'm just so excited to, to see a dream come to fruition and also giving back, you know, like to my community. I work with so many kids who've been incarcerated and teach them movement, art therapy, And once they go through this program, I work with another nonprofit called Young New Yorkers, who, if you don't know Young New Yorkers, you need to look up Young New Yorkers. Amazing, amazing organization. And so once they go through this program, their charges get dropped, which is so beautiful and so life-changing. You know, like, we are always, like, 
there's so much pressure put onto us as far as who we are and what we do and like to give kids a second chance to have that chance of making a mistake or maybe not making a mistake and getting you know in a really bad circumstances to give that them that chance of freedom and to do it through movement and art therapy is like a dream yeah um well it sounds like you've really connected all not only your strengths as an individual your talents so your obvious creative direction um passion and also your purpose you've been able to connect everything into one like one website (laughs) i think in websites i'm like i have so many interests i'm like oh this podcast this thing here and it's like when i see it come together in one website in one statement um my heart kind of drops because i do come from like the branding space as well and i am a multidisciplinary artist as well even though i had to really break a lot of stigmas in my life Mm -hmm. um coming from a more like business science space, um, especially with yeah. my family. I was kind of like the black sheep. Um, wow. I'm like self-expression, emotional intelligence. And my, my family's like, what are you talking about? You know? right. <laughs> so totally. like people don't have time for that. It seems like, you mm. know, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just, you know, this is what you do when you have free time. I don't see it that way. I see it as this is a vital need for, you know, any mental functioning of society, you know, and, and something, it's something that's so neglected. So when I learned that I can write and share it, and this can be a thing that I do a part of myself, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I was like, I published a poetry book and oh my God, beautiful. What's it yes, called? Um, the heart thinks, but it's off of the Amazon shelf because I'm going to publish it at a later date. I feel like the time's not quite right. And you know, in your yes. heart when it's like, this is good. For right. you. Same thing with totally. your, you know, video. Yeah. So um, the way spirit flows through me, you're talking about spirit flowing through you, through your movements. It flows through me through poetry. Mm-hmm. And like, I would like write this stuff and it was like super cosmic consciousness. It was talking about, you know, like, information coming into your crown and like these mm. radical societal like I felt like I was like a hundred feet above earth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was like writing from this perspective you know and yeah. like and then I, all of a sudden I would smack into my body I'd be like on the train or on the ferry and I was like whoa this is pretty nuts and then you know at, at first it's something that you just want to keep to yourself so I understand with you it's yes. like when you're moving this way, when you feel something coming to you, not only does it feel private, but it also feels wrong <laughs> because yeah. um, we're not taught to be open to this information that's coming in. And for good reason, it's some, it can be terrifying, you know, um, mm-hmm. you have to be, your vessel has to really be prepared um, and you have to have the faith in this information to receive it properly. Totally. Totally. And that's definitely what I've like realized, like the information that I've received alone just through moving has gotten me to having a thought to do this, to actually making it real, you know, and every time I'm teaching class, I'm literally looking around the room and I'm like, how, how, like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? And it was just listening, listening to the information, listening to the downloads, listening to the call. Once you invite that into your orbit you can't deny it like you can't not hear it anymore you know and it's almost like they're just like all right what are you gonna do you know like every day and I come in and hear the voice after a while yeah and they're on your ass I know because I wake up in the morning and I'm like oh I'm just gonna have a chill day I'm just gonna relax and then all of a sudden I'm like no you have to get up and like I manically just start doing things like five projects at once and Part of me is like, that's not how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be calm and centered, but that's just not the way it moves through you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want it to be like all organized, like have my planner, like, okay, creative time now. That's just not how it works. You know, it's like very yeah. erratic. It comes, it comes when, your... it, when it comes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it, it comes when it comes. And then when it comes, it's like, you almost need to like hold on to that moment because like it could, you don't know when it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, like it drops in when it, it, it needs to drop in. And there's almost like a duty to fulfill it. It's not like, it's not like you can just be like, okay, like let it move through. It's not, it's not that type of energy. It's the kind of energy where it's like, for me, I feel it in my heart. I feel like mm-hmm. almost like a hand, like grabbing my heart. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta move, you know? <laughs> and then like slowly I start doing things either. Like I went for a run today. Um, 
which is like my creative time. So that's like my form of movement right now as well as yoga. But running helps me to tap into the um, daydreaming mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that the daydreaming mind is where that kind of information comes in. Totally. Yeah. Daydreaming mind. I definitely, yeah. It's like lucid dreaming but during the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so tell us, well, tell me, um, and the audience, um, yes. how does it feel? You said it makes you feel amazing, um, releasing, but how does the actual, you, you we were talking about the alchemist as well. How does mm-hmm. that alchemical process of changing your emotions into gold feel? It feels like heaven. Like it, it, that's that's what it feels like to me. Like it feels like, and when I say heaven, I sense I say a sense of home or a sense of where we come from or whatever that is. You know, like that. That's where I go back to, and that's what kind of releases once I can like move through all of this pain and you know the suffering. And I like am so blessed to have had any pain and any suffering like in my life because it brought me to this. You know what I mean? But like when I'm releasing and when I'm moving, I'm so kind of like you said, a hundred feet above. Like I'm so, I'm not, it's not me. Like it's really, really not me. And so after I kind of come out of it and come down from it, I just feel like home. I feel home in my mind. I feel home in my body. I feel clear. I feel still hurt. You know, there's still stuff that's still moving after you move, you know? And so like, it's really important for me to take care of myself after and like nourish myself because it, it stuff will still come up throughout the week and the weeks, you know, but it's really funny because I don't, I've been holding like these ceremonies once a month and like, that's kind of the capacity that I can do, you know, like I can do, or I can move really intentionally about once a month I have a daily practice of moving and stuff like that but when I go there it's a different kind of like field you know that I'm tapping into and even when I teach I don't plan anything I plan all I do is plan the playlist and everything else is like source like someone just messaged me the other day after they took class and they were like can you send me the name of the poem that you read by the author and I was like I I didn't even remember I like made up a, I, I just spoke a poem wow. and she thought that it was like a poem by an author. And I was like, Oh girl, I just, that was I just channeled message. Yeah. That was it. And so that's also such a beautiful experience because when I'm teaching, I'm not the teacher. I'm just on the journey with everyone else. And I am going through it just as much as anyone else is, you know, if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think with like their part and the thing that I want to give people are all the tools to, to know that they have bliss within themselves and that they can find that. I don't want you to come back to my class eventually, mm-hmm. you know, like I want you to take all the tools that you've learned from class. And in each class, we kind of do an art therapy piece. And so like last month we did a flower making for strangers. So we all made bouquets of flowers to give out to a stranger to plant new seeds for themselves. Or I give everyone books or we do clay. So I give them all these tools to help them eventually realize the potential within. Wow. And so like, I don't want you to come back eventually. Like I want you to come as much as you want, but the whole thing is to send you off because it's all, I'm not doing anything that you can do. Mm -hmm. I I love that. You know, it's like, and something that draws me to you is that you don't care what people give back to you. There are no expectations. And I kind of function the same way, you know, like, I, I do have a big mouth, so I do love talking. So that's okay for me. You know, I don't really expect much. But like when people do physical labor and make events and bring people together, there is an expectation there. It's like, oh, I expect these people to come back. I expect a certain amount of money in. I expect, you know, and then you, you go off into that overthinking mind. Mm-hmm. And I found that with like healing, the healing community and any healing modality, like you can't have expectations. Otherwise, it loses, it loses its authenticity, right? And I, and I even think, look, I know that everyone has to obviously make money and I'm fortunate to have a full-time job where I can do this, you know what I mean? Because I don't, this isn't for money. This isn't for anything other than to like help and serve, you know? And like, mm-hmm. as much as I can give back, if I can only do it once a month, I can only do it once a month, but I'm going to show up once a month and I'm going to give you every single ounce of me that I have. 
you know? And so I, I actually find it more special for me to hold space once a month versus weekly because it won't be the same energy, you know? And I think it's sacred to hold space and know that there's no expectation. There's no money exchange. It's not about that. It's just about you. Mm-hmm. And like you showing up authentically for you and me showing up yeah. authentically for me and everyone else that's in space, you know? But yeah, it's been such a beautiful journey. And yeah, I never have wanted anything, anything from this other than to reach as many people as possible. And if that's one person, then that's one person. But when I look around the room and I see like 15 people, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe it. Like, I really can't believe it, you know? And so that for me is like the biggest gift anyone could give me. Because it's just by showing up for themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. so what is your like philosophy of life like what do you believe in what kind of god <laughs> i believe in i feel like i have a spiritual cocktail of things but i believe in like god and source and spirit and energy and i believe so strongly in it because i've actually seen i've seen what what's happened like i, I i've seen what i've asked for and prayed for and it's happened you know and so like I've seen the magic orbit in my universe and other people's universes but when you see the magic so blatantly you're like it it just makes you smile yeah it it truly just brings a smile on my face so I don't know if it's God I don't know who who it is but I believe in a higher that higher maybe it's our highest potential which is the creator, you know, that's what I believe. Yeah. I believe that, you know, the creator moves through us in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a hierarchy underneath the creator, like all of these spirit guides and ancestors and all of this yes. beautiful, all of these beautiful beings. Right. And it's still just the creator though. You know, like you can, mm-hmm. you know, like that's another thing, like in the new age community, people are like, Oh, I come from this star constellation or I come from here and I and I was this in my past life I'm like does it matter does it really matter you're a human being right now and you do have a divine aspect you do have your own higher self and perhaps like I also channel so perhaps there's something coming through you but it's very important that when things come through you and when beings come through you that you extend well this is just my philosophy that like I just extend my gratitude to them and I don't attach. I think it's very important mm-hmm. to like, don't attach to all of these experiences, these spiritual experiences you have, because you're actually going to limit yourself from mm-hmm. further expansion. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I think that having an attachment to anything spiritual, yeah, you're closing yourself off in this like little bubble, but like, why not be open to all the magic that life can give you? Cause it can like, it's, anytime you look around there's magic mm-hmm. you know like and so you just have to be open to like receive I remember I was sitting on my friend's stoop yesterday and I was like looking up and I was like oh my god just help me like and this guy just walks by and he's singing like this Rihanna like don't let the bastards get you down and I just looked and I was just like thank you you know but you need to be like aware you need to be aware yeah and you know that space is kind of scary you know, when I first started exploring like this super open space where I can hear everything and can almost hear people's thoughts, I can feel the sunshine, I can hear whatever's music is playing in the background vividly, I can hear the ambulance. It's a little jarring, you know, right. and I th- when people say like 5D ascension, like that's the space that we're basically heading to as human beings, you know, mm-hmm. it's a ultra connected ultra conscious space but Mm -hmm. you need you need to have a certain system to you know at first it's not like you get up there and then you're there it's moments it's it's an up and down process you know Mm -hmm. yeah totally the education that I'm doing is I'm helping people (laughs) to just have the skill set you know um Mm -hmm. whether it's yoga whether it's meditation whether it's movement breath work Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's just talking um, or listening to music, right? You need to have tools that allow you to smoothly enter and exit that space. I agree a hundred percent. And it's, yeah, like for me, it's like music, you know, like I listen to the same song like a million times and then I'm able to like tap in and move completely different 
every single time and someone else comes into that space and orbit and I can tell a different story and I know exactly if I record myself I can look back and I know exactly what that story is and then I'm actually able to like articulate it which is really cool you know it's all cool it's just like a big experiment and it's like Mm -hmm. cool to witness the magic that life has and remember you're the writer and producer and director of your own movie so like make the movie you want to see that's it like no one else is in control but you and like your higher self that's who's in control who is that person when it's telling you negative thoughts who is that like actually get really still and be like who's that talking Mm -hmm. and like really you know learn how to check yourself and learn these different tools of using yoga and meditation and movement to harness that like inner strength that inner guy that inner being that will save mm-hmm. you and the sensualized power inside of you yeah because you can feel it i can feel it I, I feel it when i'm around people i feel it when i'm talking to you i, I feel it so deep in my like being you know mm-hmm. like it makes me like like, I yeah, feel. I know, ecstatic. I'm like, yeah. am I really just nuts? No, <laughs> I still, you, that, that's also a part of it. Like, um, I just want to tell you, like, that's why the next conversation I, I'm going to have with you, um, it's something that's been inside of me. And mm. I think it's something that you can really resonate with. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the way that we see our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the way we've been taught to see our mind is very um, cold and very conditioned conditioned and diagnosed um yes and i think that i i went through a process of taking my mind back um Mm. because i had i had disowned my creativity because i thought it was insane i thought that it was like so atypical that you know i needed to suppress it right and i think a lot of people do this and especially with children with ADHD and like, I'm not going to speak on the specifics of it, but um, we're so much more creative than we've been taught that that inner conflict between the soul and the mind, um, it can either lead to a disaster path or it can lead to abundance and heavenly, you know, sensation. Exactly. Right. Totally. And, and I think and yet- right. I want to hear your aspect, but there's something coming through in it. And I think that's why we're connecting. It's because your art and my like speaking and yoga and whatever that I do, mm-hmm. um, it's helping people to see that cre- the, the creative mind, it's not wrong, you know? Yeah, the creative mind is, is not wrong. And I've told myself for years that I was wrong, you know what I mean? And I did my 200 hour Tibetan Buddhism meditation teacher training and that put me up inside out, you know? And because you really have to look at your mind and you really have to see the thoughts that you put into your mind and the seeds that you plant and every thought, every word you speak, every way you look, that's, you're just imprinting seeds. Like that, that's all you're doing into your mind and into like what you want, you know, like, so your mind has to be so clean and clear and pristine, you know, and I think when it comes to creativity, we have to remember that we're children inside, like harness that creativity. And like, that's like when we are in ceremony and we're doing like, we're painting and we're coloring, like that's what we did when we were two. And how those little like moments of like coloring again or painting with watercolors then can trigger not trigger enlighten so many other thoughts and feelings you know of like oh maybe i could do this maybe i can do this and that's what it's supposed to do it's supposed to ignite that spark that creative fire in your mind you know like mike is this idea crazy no it's not crazy it came from you like it's not crazy Anything yeah and also yeah the, the idea of crazy, crazy like um, who is that what is that who, who, it, who? it's just crazy is the way that society sees creativity yep totally and 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 that's why to your point that's why i was afraid to like show people how i would dance for so long like i literally was like embarrassed and like i remember when i would show friends in the beginning like years ago they would be like like people laughed and they they didn't laugh because it was funny they laughed because it was uncomfortable and it was something that they never saw before Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so 
you just have to not you just have to but people have to try to understand that what they think in their minds is like the magic it's the power it's the creativity and nothing is crazy nothing is you can do anything you can literally do anything you want to do so if you know that you're like i don't know something just clicks and you're like fuck i can actually do whatever i want to do in this life and you mm -hmm. can like no one is stopping you the only thing that's stopping you is this yeah because of what you said conditioning and this and that but no one else is stopping you. Mm -hmm. there's no one there's no one there i mean we do all have a watcher so the watcher is the government you know your family your ego your inner critic right so we all have that voice like you were saying like tune into what is that voice we mm -hmm. all have that inner critic that like awful like almost demonic like yep. dark self mm -hmm. and it's like a very necessary part to the creative process a eh? mm -hmm. but it's also a very necessary part to the process of life mm -hmm. um and owning that is really taking control of your destiny mm -hmm. um because i feel like people spend their whole lives like trying to ignore it and trying to repress it mm -hmm. and trying to be like no that's not me you know disown that yeah. disown all of that you know mm -hmm. but we're made of so many parts that why does it matter that there's one quote unquote negative part you know that's the that's way it. i see it i'm like there's so much <laughs> yeah there, there's so much and it's it's just not it's not negative it's just positive you know what i mean and if you change your your mind frame about that then you'll see you know and you can move through that and move through it a little bit differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what is yeah. your advice for you know blooming creatives like closeted creatives i would say oh, i love that closeted creatives i would say make a daily practice out of it and never never stop never stop i remember when i was a closeted creative i was still creating every single day and all the stuff that i used to create back then for therapy is all the stuff that i use now and i'm so happy that i took notes when i was on the subway i'm happy that i would read random things and get random downloads and write it down because like you never it, it never stops like that creativity should never stop and like even if you do one thing a day i don't know if you've ever read or the audience has ever read the artist way but wake up and do you haven't oh my god you need to read the artist way okay you need to read it i'm gonna send it to you do a morning do a morning practice do morning pages do a morning dump of like all the things that you want in life and creativity and this and that just like don't stop don't stop challenging yourself don't stop creating don't stop having fun and don't make it work make it fun don't make it work because when you make it work and i think that's with me why it's been so fun with their part is because i'm not doing like it's not my work in that sense of like financial financial exchange you know this is just fun for me this is just play for me this is just happiness and love and joy and life that's what it is for me mm -hmm. and so if everyone can find that in their own creativity is what i would say like never just never stop believing that it's just fun and find your find your medium you know we each have our own medium for me like whether it's poetry it's always just writing my emotions writing my thoughts um maybe it's skateboarding for you maybe it's you know going for a run it doesn't have to be like having creating an advertising campaign you know i think that's the big exactly. i think that's a big misconception because i did go to advertising school and in my mind i was like oh i'm going to be quote unquote a creative which we both know we both know is bs because right. that labeling that comes from society artist or creative it also has this subconscious association with crazy, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, they're just the creative, you know? And I'm like, that also, exactly. that also led to me closeting my creativity because I'm exactly. like, it needs to look a certain way. It needs to be a fashion magazine. It needs to be, you know, um, this, like, um, this type of fashion or this type of outfit, but is, mm -hmm. is that authentic? no it's 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 not it's just like what's inside like inside when you take all of those things away when you strip all of that stuff it's just like creativity is freedom you know we have all these labels like yeah i it took me years to call myself an artist because i am i write poetry i do collages i do movement i there's there's like 
it's it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger you know and then pottery I, gardening all, all of it and I think someone like I'm you, with and, you there I think the someone same. like you and me which is really similar from what I know is like you worked in corporate I've been in corporate for 10 years and so there's this like duality that we have to play of like being mm-hmm. like the corporate person and then you come in and I'm like, oh, but I really want to be creative and all this. And that's how I was able actually really to build their part because I wasn't getting what I needed creatively from work, but I just use work as like, okay, this is a paycheck. And then my creativity is over here. It doesn't, I don't need to intertwine them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like that doesn't need work for me. Isn't my end all be all. My creativity is my end all be all mm-hmm. because that's what sets me free. Yeah. I, I think that that's the, honestly the balance because When you try to make your creative medium your source of income, it puts so much pressure on you mentally and it actually leads to burnout and you giving up that passion, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it is very important to be in both worlds. And there's nothing wrong with corporate. I think there's this idea like corporate is bad, like wealthy people suck. And like that is is just people's projection of their own limitation, you know, exactly. just because you don't see yourself as worthy of these things, that doesn't mean that people who do see themselves as worthy of these things are bad, you know? Exactly. And corporate for me was like the best thing that ever happened to me because I was actually so stifled in my creativity that it mm-hmm. forced me to create my own thing. So like, and I just, and the things that you learn and the different skills that you gain mm-hmm. in being in a corporate environment, and then how can you bring that into your own creative business? Well, mm-hmm. if it wasn't and intertwining both. So you're bringing that into them and then you're bringing the structure and the, um, yeah, the the program and the structure and all of the things that I learned in corporate, I've been able to apply Mm -hmm. to my business. And I'm like, thank God for that experience. I have have almost the same exact experience, you know, (laughs) like, um, we are really blessed in the sense that we do have like a branding background that we can mm-hmm. apply to our mm-hmm. like dream soul businesses. Right. Exactly. Um, I wonder if you and I can right now, like brainstorm ideas for people who don't have those skills, mm-hmm. but they have all of that energy inside, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really just about the practice and creating an individual practice that like works for you and the same practice mm-hmm. that works for you might not work for me. And I think that's why it's so beautiful. And that's really what their part is about because to what you were saying earlier, like, yeah, everyone might not be a dancer, you know, like, well, we don't just dance. We like move, we meditate, we stretch, we do all these different things mm-hmm. because everyone has their own medium. And so their part is really about finding your own medium, whether it's movement, whether it's skateboarding, whether it's music, find your own medium tap into that creativity but I think it comes with finding a practice you know and it doesn't have to be a big practice it can be a five minute practice of like getting up and just like doing morning pages and like what's in your mind before you look at your phone what's in your mind before you like the second you wake up you know like what is that because I feel like also that's when the most creativity comes as well you know it's like first thing in the morning that's when I'm most creative and I'm just like buzzing I'm not I'm not like that my ego is really active when I wake up um, because you're going from an unconscious state to a conscious state. So my ego is really loud and I'm like, shut yeah. up. So that's why yeah. I go for a run or do yoga and then meditate. And then totally. I do like admin stuff. This is my schedule. This is my artist way schedule. Um, yes. <laughs> even though I haven't read it yet. Um, and then I do like admin stuff until like 12, then I have lunch. Mm-hmm. And then my cre- most creative time is like two or 3 PM. Where I like oh, feel like I'm free from my obligations. I've created all the order and structure that I need. And then mm-hmm. I'm free to fly. And yes. that's when I start channeling all my content and creating everything, you know? Oh, that's so, such a good idea. Yeah. So I think yeah. everyone's schedule is different depending on their personality and True. their medium, their, their channel, their highway for art, their, their highway for artistic expression. I'm, I'm going to stay away from using art and artists because yes. I think that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to create artistic expression, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. You know? And whatever that looks like. And it looks completely different for you and for me and for everyone else. It's like exactly everyone has that artistic expression within them, but it's like, and, and I think it's, I also think it's not about searching for it. You know, like people are like, oh, I want, like, who do I want to be? And sometimes we grasp onto like, to oh, the identity. 
to this identity thing and it's like no 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 like close your eyes and like listen like what's deep within your soul like what what's there what does it feel like like what does joy feel like what does creativity feel like and if you could do anything like I ask this question to myself like what is that and then that's when the dreams start to happen and that's when things start to come to fruition because you're just dreaming so like take five minutes to dream yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of dreaming the whole day. Like, my whole family's like, Liz is in the clouds. Like, yeah. my boyfriend's like, sometimes I find it hard to relate because you're in the clouds. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, no, maybe totally. you should come up here. Yeah, come join me. Come yeah. join me in the clouds. No, but that's just, nice. um, when you get a taste of, like, being that present and that, like, connected to yourself, it's kind of addictive. And um, I think that it's not that we, as, as artists, um, need to come back and be like more grounded or more you know in the in the material i think that no it's the opposite people need to rise up to their potential their highest and rise up to the occasion and rise up and meet themselves at their highest self that's that's what it's about it's just about meeting themselves where to the to the best of the best like your purest version of you like rise up to that you know yeah yeah and i think i mean i'm sure you've encountered this um, having those conversations with people and having that beautiful energy of positivity and like, no, you just need to be your best self. You need to reach for your highest potential. I get met with a lot of negativity personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, people's initial response to you empowering them is like, who are you to tell me? Yeah. And you know, that's why I try to always just take the, the approach of like, I'm on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Like I am not here to no empower you. I'm just yeah. there's no. Like we're on the same level. Like I'm literally me and you are no different at all. Of course. Like at all. And so it's really about creating that space. So like and I think that's sometimes like in the wellness industry, people are just put up on these crazy pedestals. The pretension the pretension is killing our generation. I that's another thing that I want to talk about. Because I'm sure you feel it as well. is. Uh, and every generation is more evolved than the last, than the previous. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. how evolution works, right? But yeah. when we have these beautiful ideas and we inspire the older generation to reach their highest potential, not in terms of a financial aspect, in terms of an artistic expression aspect, in terms of mm-hmm. the reaching your fullest potential aspect, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's where I, I confront a lot of negativity. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're just a young kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it doesn't stop me uh, that nothing has ever stopped me but um it is totally. it, it, it is you know it does exist um mm-hmm. so how have you kind of navigated that like the, in general the hierarchy and the hierarchy in the workspace in the the healing space because that's a whole nother hierarchy it is I just honestly I kind of like put this like shield of like protection over me especially like maybe in the workspace you know and like I always try to communicate to people out of love and I think when you truly come from a place of love in anything like it breaks through this or I in my in my hopes it breaks through this like barrier of hierarchy you know and I really just try to like speak to people how I would want to be spoken to and just like meet them where I am you know, and really, like, relate to them, and even in space, I always tell them, like, it's not, I'm, I'm here with you, like, I'm gonna be crying, I'm gonna be screaming, I'm gonna be on this journey with you, so, like, just know that, you know, like, know that I am not any better than you, just because I'm holding space, I am literally just holding Mm -hmm. space, but Mm -hmm. we're all holding space for each other as a community, so you're a teacher, you're a teacher, you're a teacher, you're a teacher, we all have something from each other to learn, all of us, you know, like every single day, there's a lesson in meeting any single human being. And what lesson can we learn from each other? And so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I navigate that. Hmm. I like that. I mean, I definitely do quite a bit of energy protection work. Um, something else I really do, though, is I have mental boundaries around hierarchy mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So I don't see hierarchy. And I mean, not in a selfish way. I kind of see it as my own experience, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm having my own experience. And if I'm in a space with other people having their own experience, there is no hierarchy, 
you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's so unique and it's so, it's so yourself that mm-hmm. how can you even compare, you know? Yeah, you um, can. So I, I found that to be useful. Um, what is your advice for people who want to start moving, but feel shy or embarrassed or can't even connect their mind to their body in that way? Yeah, my advice is, first of all, putting on music that you love, number one, because that's how I really think you can get into your body and like listening to the, and when I mean listening to the music, listening to like the layers of the music, listening to each single note and sound, you know, and seeing how that frequency can kind of move through you. And I always say, close down your eyes and just start to shake, you know, just start to like shake and loosen up and shake your arm and swell your arm and move your leg. And like your body will find the ways to connect, you know, like that's, but that's like my starting point for everyone is just closing down your eyes, breathing into your body, putting on music that you love and just start shaking and opening up your mouth and start making sound, sound that feels uncomfortable, sound that doesn't feel normal, growling, barking, whatever that is, you know, like do the things that feel extremely uncomfortable because that is getting us back to like our, our real self, you know, we've been programmed to be this way and to talk this way and to move this way, but like we're animals. So like we should be crawling and screaming and doing all the normal things that are innately in us, but we just compartmentalize and lock into a little box because it's not normal. It will be called crazy or it doesn't look good or no, no, no. You know, like we've been shamed if we're crying and shamed if for everything, like society just shames everyone for fucking everything. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like leave society, just... leave society. Just okay. So this is the best advice. Yeah. When I wake up, I actually do this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like, because as an energy healer, I'm sensitive to like the whole collective and especially mm-hmm. the vibration of New York City. Like, mm-hmm. what I do is I'm like, okay, I'm exiting the fear matrix right now. Mm-hmm. And somehow, when I just say that, it's like an activation for my mm-hmm. soul just to take over. I'm like, I'm leaving the fear matrix. I don't want to be a part of that right now, you know? And yeah. then and then I'm like, okay, Liz is here, you know? But yeah. um, it's very, like, you know, people don't realize how connected we are and how the suffering of society impacts all of us. Um, it's not want. just your, it's not just your stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, it is your stuff. It is your personal um, traumas and your personal suffering and existential drama right but at the same time the collective's um energy can seep in and just maximize all of that mm-hmm. you know so be very aware of your relationship to society because if you're totally. like oh society sucks the system sucks right um you're not going to be supported by this system yeah. but if you say i'm coming into the system at a different vibration you're going to have a different experience. And I find that a lot of people are so downtrodden, so much in the unworthiness wound, so much in the um, I can't do anything wound, right? Mm-hmm. That they think that everything is their fault. Mm, I'm very guilty of that. Yeah. And I think, yes. I don't know if it's more of like a feminine wound as well, like taking responsibility for the emotional mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everyone does it men and women I think we're a yeah. lot more similar than we've been so told we think. <laughs> yeah totally but what is your experience with like um feeling the suffering of other people and knowing oh. when to separate you know it's very very hard for me I am like empath very 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 and I feel people and I like I I really just try to show up for everyone that I can and when I'm tapped, I'm pretty, like, I know when I'm, it's time to, like, tap out. You know what I mean? Like, recently I haven't been able to see anyone because I'm tapped. And I cannot even open my energetic door, like, a little bit for anyone. You know, I actually need to give that to myself now. So I'm pretty good at knowing when it's time to just, like, go back home, you know? And then you also realize, like, you can't always give everything to anyone because you then really become drained. And then when you look around and you're, like, how do you feel? You know, notice how you feel when you're with certain people. Notice how you feel after, you know, like what is that initial feeling like after you get off the phone with someone or after you spend time with someone, like notice those feelings, you know, like notice if you feel good, notice if you don't feel good, because all of that is energy. 
Yes. That's really good advice to just tap into the interaction that you're having mm-hmm. and the energy afterwards. Um, I think we usually get caught up in like, I need to, I need to leave. Like as an empath, I'm like, okay, I need to go. But yeah. am I really processing the energy that I've just absorbed? So I'm working on that, you know, like just yeah, more too. intentional, you know? And mm-hmm. I used to work retail in Soho and like being an empath in like, in like that situation, um, it was really difficult. I think, um, I don't know. It's part of the learning process. Like everyone needs to get to their limits. Mm-hmm. As sucky as that sounds, like unfortunately, everyone needs to reach their limit to even know that there's something beyond their conditioned mind. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you almost have to have that breakdown to have that breakthrough. Yes, unfortunately. And I think that we're seeing that universally. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are like, well, my reality that I live in is nothing compared to this amazing reality that I can live in. And it's kind of sad because it's like, okay, I've lived whatever amount of years living in this awful, dysregulated way that now it's kind of like, I have so many regrets. So what has you, has been your way of, cause I have regrets too. I'm like, well, I didn't need to go through all of that. You know, that's always like, the, like, like I know, I know yeah. I did. I know I did, but a part of me feel sorry for myself. Like, yeah. why couldn't I have this wisdom without experiencing this turmoil, you know? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, that's kind of what I'm going through now, like, in my, like, relationship. I'm like, how, how and why? Like, I'm feeling bad, like you said, for myself, but I don't think you really realize it until you get through this. You know, like now the storm's hitting and the storm is really dark and it's going to get really messy. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to hold on to the glimpses of light because I know once I get to the other side, I will experience. And you'll be grateful. Yeah. And it's my life. It's my life lesson. Like I have to do it. Mm -hmm. I have to. Like I've been given, it's my duty. And so I'm like, all right, then let's go. Like, I, I have to, like, somehow yeah, muster pick up, up your the backpack, courage. keep moving, keep hiking. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, I think it's really reminding myself that this is my life lesson and what am I learning out of it because the same thing that's happened to me now has happened to me previously. So there's, until you learn a lesson, it's going to keep coming back around. So I haven't learned my lesson yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't learned my lesson. And so now I'm learning my lesson because now Overgiving. I'm walking away, you know, from something that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. And so as hard as it is, I know that this is the lesson that I have to learn. And if I don't pass, just like you don't pass the second grade or the third grade, you're going to repeat. And so I'm done repeating now. And so I'm saying to the universe, okay, life lesson learned. We're learning. Push me through it. Hold me through it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there will be a rainbow on the other side. Yes. And um, I think a lesson is that our, um, something I posted on my socials recently was that um, the heart processes grief, joy, pain, ecstasy, not the mind. Mm-hmm. We've, we're, the reason why we have so much anxiety and depression is because we think that the mind processes emotions. But mm-hmm. that is just not it. The mind processes thoughts and concepts and beliefs and categories. The body and the heart process heavy emotion. Mm -hmm. And until you get to that space, you're going to be in this space, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So yoga helps. Yoga helps really to, the the purpose of the whole yoga system is to detoxify your Mm -hmm. organ, to detoxify your immune system, your endocrine system, um, your your muscles, your skin tissue. It's, it's, It's about a massage and detoxification you know, and mm-hmm. along with detoxifying toxins, you're de- detoxifying emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a spiritual practice. That's the yeah. connection, you know? Exactly. So it's the same thing with movement therapy. Mm-hmm. You're moving, you're physically moving, you're those moving. emotions. You're moving those energies. And yeah, and even in class, sometimes we just scream for five minutes, like mm-hmm. to the top of our, like imagine, like you can't scream in your home because someone, mm-hmm. you're going to, someone's gonna think something's wrong with you but being in a space and there's like 20 people screaming it's like bone chilling you know because there's so much that you're releasing that you don't even release even in sometimes movement you know it's mm-hmm. there's so much here that we just hold on to in our voices and our throats and the pain that, that can come through the 
body all the way up to the voice. It's just this constant movement of energy, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed from Ashley's, you should, you should go check out her website and her videos because her style of movement is, is not the kind of movement you see on like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the kind of, it's, it's, it's this jittery, like, um, it, to me, it looks beautiful because I have a background in dance, you know? So I know what authentic expression looks like. It's mm-hmm. not contemporary dance. It's not, you know, this like super modern, like clean lines. It's, it's just release, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. this is a release. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I, I somehow I got the download one, one day. I was like, when we move our body, we are physically at a physical level, releasing the vibration, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and those vibrations are stored, you know? Mm-hmm. And those vibrations come out of our hands and out of our feet and like I there is no anytime I move there's no script it's like I hear the song I like give myself a moment and like if you sometimes if I look back on those videos I like know who exactly those people are and the conversations that are happening and like I can go back and watch it and see it you know it's it's a weird it's weird Mm-hmm. and something really... else I, something else i noticed um it's like you know when babies cry hysterical mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like their bodies shake to bring them back to a regulated state that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. it's the same mm-hmm. thing but as kids we're taught like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't do that you should be yeah. you know you should be like this all the time mm-hmm. and now we're all like this we're all freaking paranoid you know <laughs> we're all exactly. terrified and like there's still this like it's like an iceberg so like there's this and then there's like everything else underneath, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that, I think we're moving in a positive direction. I think that people are starting to understand. I think the mental health system is evolving because a lot of awakened women aren't becoming more prominent in the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like Freudian psychology and Jungian psychology were very limited because they didn't take into consideration the whole body and the heart. Yep. Um, I'm I'm like a very hard person, like heart awakening, heart chakra. Like when you feel depression, you feel it in your heart. Come on, like it's not just your thoughts, it's you feel it in your heart. You feel anxiety in your heart. Your heart is moving everything. And it's not just woo-woo, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you the story because it's coming up. When I was in school, I remember I couldn't draw a heart. I couldn't Mm -hmm. get it right. Mm -hmm. And this is my first encounter with spirit, actually. And I I was going to sleep and I was like, I'm so angry. I, I can't draw a heart. And then I felt this entity coming through my dream. Mm. And it was like, you draw it like this. And then the wow. next day in school, I was able to draw it perfect. To draw it. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And like, it's good. I'm doing it because like, um, I was like in first grade. I was like really, really wow. young. Yeah. And wow. I just remember, I just, cause right now, like, the work that I do is really just heart awakening and healing and just like, Mm. it's not even like, it's not even like this big, like release experience. It's just like, just feel that, that little, that like little person inside of you, like Mm. that little, you know, that subtle feeling in your heart. And like, that's all Mm. it is. It's like life is is so subtle before it's complex, you know, Mm. like you're Mm -hmm. you're such a subtle, simplistic, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so true. I don't know. So I don't know why that came up. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it came we're just up like going it. off tangents now. Yeah, but it, yeah, I think I think what I'm I think I think the point that I'm trying to drive home is that like, don't don't ask your mind for healing, you know? Yeah, no, you don't need to. You need to listen to your heart and yeah. those little flutters and those little like your body will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Your body will speak to you. Yeah, you and just you, need to listen. Yeah, and you need the tools. You need to learn which tools work for you to re- for the emotional release. So yeah. for me, it's heart awakening and healing and emotional release. And as Ashley said, that her form is movement um, mm-hmm. and art and just creative making, expression. you know, a creative yeah. expression. Um, and you can do like five different things. It doesn't need to be one thing either, but it needs to work as an emotional release tool. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're getting at. Like, yeah. it's not just about, oh, my painting is in an art gallery or like, <laughs> or like I'm working in this, on this like brand campaign. It's like, it's, it's actually for your mental health. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what yeah it's like how can you take what you're doing creatively and invoke emotion into it so you can mm-hmm. release and so you can heal and so you can move through whatever the fuck you're going through you know what mm-hmm. I mean like that's what it's about mm-hmm. that's and, what it's really about and keep moving don't get stuck you know don't get you gotta stuck. keep it moving that's my motto just keep moving like almost like Nike, just Thank do you. it, but just keep I, moving. I needed that I'm, today. You know, I'm just I, like, I am so fast moving, probably too fast moving for most people, but that's just how I function. Like, I'm not going to stay, I'm not going to stay and look at this problem when I'm not getting anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Right. You're giving me, giving me exactly the medicine that I need today. Yeah. yeah. So look for the solution bring your energy towards the solution mm. because you can mm-hmm. stay in the problem. Some people stay in the problem their whole life. Mm-hmm. Some people um, dwell on the problem. They, they mm-hmm. dwell on that victim consciousness. There, there, it's, it's in what I'm realizing going through what I'm going through now in my life. It's, it's an, it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. You, you become addicted to the suffering. You become addicted to the pain you know what I mean? And so that's what I'm realizing now. And so thank you for sharing that because yeah, you have to just focus on the solution. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm, I sometimes get stuck, especially when it comes to my own personal life. Like I get stuck in the like hurt and the pain and the, mm-hmm. but I, someone told me the other day, they're like, that's just as much as addiction as anything else is. Like you can be addicted mm-hmm. chemically. Your brain can be addicted to that feeling of suffering. Which all of us so, are. Which we all are. And then we constantly like go back and we like almost like you know i'll text whoever my whatever that addiction and i'll like almost want more mm-hmm. you know just that's why people like, stay in toxic relationships it's yeah. also it's also like i have experience with an awful breakup so <laughs> um um that's really what opened me up to my poetry really mm-hmm. the breakup so what i learned was that um you know it, it's not that it's this person that hurt you. It's all mm. the hurt in your life that is now activated. Mm. You know? So it's like, mm-hmm. this is just one person, you know, and you probably still love them even though things don't work out, right? Mm-hmm. It's all of this background story that has activated your unworthiness wound. Oh, maybe mm. this is what I deserve after all. Maybe I'm not good enough after all. And that's mm. what I'm like, everyone come on look how much you accomplished look how strong you are look at who you are right now in this present moment yep you know like who are you in this present moment is that someone you're proud to be Mm -hmm. you know i am that's it that's it that's all you need and you know the other stuff it's gonna be there it's Mm -hmm. gonna be there you know the pain is gonna be there the anger is gonna be there the sadness is gonna be there but you Mm -hmm. don't need to dwell on it just let it come let it visit but don't be like, I need to figure this out. And like, this is the healer problem. This mm-hmm. is the healer problem where you're like, I need to figure this out and release it right now. Sometimes yeah. that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to release it right now. Yeah. You don't need so to go through this big spiritual experience of releasing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, yeah. Very, exactly what I needed to hear. So thank you. Good. It was coming through. So I'm happy to share, but I'm happy to share with everyone because you know like that's why i love having these conversations because we all have so many thoughts and ideas but we mm-hmm. need them we need them to be pulled out of us sometimes you exactly know? and you don't even as healers like you don't like again it's just like same thing of like i have so much to learn we have so much to learn every single day every mm-hmm. single second and we can learn from each other like i've, mm-hmm. I've never even met you and i literally feel like so connected to you and like how much i've learned in such a short what an hour it's crazy I know. You know. I've learned and, just as much from you, you know, and, 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 and the, yeah. And the comfortability and the sisterhood that is already very much present and like flowing through our energies flowing through as almost as if you're sitting next to me is a beautiful feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yeah. And I've, I'm so happy that you've um, agreed to do this podcast with me. And hopefully we can do an event together, maybe introduce oh some God, cacao into that. movement oh my god can we let's let's plan it let's do it 100 yeah. percent. let's plan it 100%. yes oh and then god. we can do like an explosion yes oh my god that would be magical but yeah and that's another thing i think like with their part i it's not just me 
it's the collective. It's every, anyone who wants to come in and pop in and share their magic and share their creativity, you know? Like, it's not like me just being a space holder. It's about you. It's the fair part is all. Mm-hmm. It's all creators. It's all healers. It's all, it's all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. how the, that's how the whole planet is, but we're just tapping into it now, you know, and that's, that's good. We're just learning. Like the way I see it, like we're always babies, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we and actually, you know, like the people, the adults, that's the sad thing about growing up. This is the sad thing about growing up where the people that you've looked up to, they're like, Oh, this person has everything together. And this person has all the answers. Those people don't have anything that you don't yeah. have, you know? Exactly. And that's sad because you put all your hope into someone outside of you and now you need to mm-hmm. empower yourself, you know? So we're yeah. at the phase where we're empowering ourselves and, and, and leaving from this like um, control paradigm, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Yep. Which Moving is scary. It's scary. But we're here and we're doing it. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to catch up with you. I'll email you. Um, okay, perfect. And where can people follow, follow you or find you? Fairpart underscore or a underscore rocker. Please okay. follow me. Please support. Please yes. come to some events. Go follow we're going to do some stuff online soon. But yeah, yes. I'm really excited for all the things. All the and this podcast is like them. amazing. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift so many people. Oh my God. I really hope so. I really hope so. It will. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I'll see you guys on the next podcast and then please go follow Ashley. Thanks. Thank you.